0: Last week, we saw the start of China's main legislative session for the year, usually referred to as the two sessions. So in order to get an update on those meetings and some of the main takeaways, this week, we're on the line with our director in Shanghai, Melinda Shu, From the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Melinda Shu is our director in Shanghai. Melinda, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Ian. Great to be back. So over 5,000 of China's top legislators and political advisors have been gathered in Beijing for China's biggest annual political meeting since late last week. Deliberations on the 14th Five-Year plan and the long-range objectives through 2035 topped the agenda for the two sessions this year.
0: So that's a uh, fairly big group to have indoors. So I'm assuming most of those delegates have been uh, vaccinated for this event.
1: A quick answer is the delegates have been vaccinated, reported by People's Daily, and with all those protection measures in place.
0: That's good. So one of the updates that's caught a fair amount of headlines is that the meetings did choose to set an annual growth target, aiming to be just over 6% growth in 2021. So uh, what's your take on that?
1: So unlike in previous years, the 14th five-year plan for 2021-2025 to does not specify a target for the whole period, but will instead keep annual growth at a reasonable range. As you mentioned, for 2021, China has set a relatively soft target. The 6% target is generally in line with the expectations set by local governments in their local plans earlier this year. Actually, 23 provinces have set their growth targets at 6% to 7.5% for the year. Although China is expected to embrace a higher GDP growth, Because of the low base and the control of COVID, a modest target leaves room to deal with the uncertainties. It is also good for guiding all parties to focus on improving the quality and efficiency of the development. The role of GDP growth will continue to be downplayed. Other metrics such as productivity, unemployment, and market prices have been emphasized. So the domestic consumption, a key concept featured in the dual circulation strategy, has become a high priority for Chinese governments. For the first time, stimulation of consumption in all sectors have been put into the five-year plan. Over 20 cities have proposed to build international consumer centers and made it a key task for this year. Shanghai is launching all-round measures to boost consumption including online shopping season in May and June with coupons, encouraging spending on new energy vehicles. I was quite impressed by the data. Last year, you know, Shanghai has a total of 404,000 EVs ranking first in the country and has an increase of over 90% year. In you know, a transitioning from an investment-led growth model to a consumption-led economy, China still has a long way to go. COVID has led to a reported 11% reduction in new jobs in China, and how much of them will disappear permanently is worrisome. The uneven supply and demand of the job market, the widening income gap, and the moderate salary increase are all factors that may impact the domestic circulation. Companies operating in China should keep a close eye on China's consumption recovery to adjust their production plans. The 14th Five-Year plan also reiterates that innovation should be the centerpiece of the country's efforts to achieve overall modernization and mandates greater urgency to develop core technologies. China will take at least 30 years to become a top manufacturing power, said by its former industry minister, Miao Wei, in a discussion on Sunday. Melway listed a range of basic challenges to China's manufacturing sector and greater uncertainty in getting access to core technologies and supply chains. You know, the elephant in the room remains the relationship with the United States. More concerning for Beijing is that China's development will continue to be seen in Washington as a threat. Dual circulation essentially means China reducing its economic and technological dependence on the rest of the world and increasing the rest of the world's on it.
0: And what's the plan for the country to actually meet that goal then?
1: A core component of the of this goal is greater attention to R&D. The government plans to put into place a 10-year action plan for basic research and expand R&D spending by more than 7% per year. Mm -hmm. As China wants to um, reduce vulnerability to external disruption, a few provinces have expressed their determination to build resilient and controllable industrial chains to develop global champions. And a, a particular focus will also be transforming traditional industries to better fit a modern economy. To support this, China aims to better promote development of the service sector and new forms of infrastructure. These goals support the larger Digital China Initiative mentioned by Premier Li Keqiang on Friday, which aims to foster a more mature digital ecosystem. With 5G, you know, IOTs and big data and other new infrastructure, the manufacturing industry is set to begin a new era of transformation.
0: So what does all of this mean for foreign companies then? What should they be watching out for?
1: I think Chinese governments have sent mixed signals to foreign investors, a desire to increase industrial self-reliance, but also want to retain foreign investment. Chinese government argues that intensified efforts to pursue homegrown breakthroughs in crucial technologies is absolutely not about reversing decades of opening up. The technology of foreign enterprises will have more market demand, as well as enjoy greater IP protection, noted by MOFCOM officials. However, to what extent can foreign capital participate in China's innovation process remains to be seen. The two sessions are expected to conclude on March 11th. USCBC will continue to monitor and report on the key outcomes. Stay tuned.
0: All right. Thank you for that wrap up, Melinda. Helpful as always. Thank you. Again, Melinda Xu is our director in Shanghai. China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please do leave it a rating and review. It will help other people find it. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.